and welcome to episode 144 of our Sounds Atlantic podcast. Pamela Morgan is what the late Ron Hines would refer to as Newfoundland folk royalty, much like Anita Best, if I may further illustrate. And as you may know, she kindly rebroadcasts Sounds Atlantic every Wednesday afternoon at her station at VOBB in beautiful Norris Point at the UNESCO World Heritage Site in Grossmore National Park. Well, Pamela Morgan is without doubt one of the best-known singer-songwriters in Newfoundland and Labrador. For over two decades, she performed as a charter member of the now-iconic band Figgy Duff, a group founded by visionary Noel Din back around 1974. Now, today we're going to look back at this iconic Canadian Newfoundland Labradorian band called Figgy Duff, primarily because it keeps occurring to me that we keep hosting former members of that band, including Frank Marr, who was here just a couple of weeks ago, he and the Mars Bars, and on that list over the past few years would include former Friggy Duffians Kelly Russell, Dave Panting, Pamela Morgan, and indeed, Anita Best. Named for a raisin pudding popular on the island of Newfoundland called Figgy Duff, it was composed of Noel Din on piano and drums, Pamela Morgan on lead vocals, and Noel's brother Philip Din on vocals and percussion, with Kelly Russell on the violin, Art Stoyles, the late Art Stoyles on the accordion before Frank Marr joined, and uh, Dave Penting on mandolin and bass and guitar. Based in St. John's, aside for a brief interlude during 1977-78, when the band held court in Toronto, Figgy Duff has in the past performed right across Canada in nightclubs, like the legendary ship pub on Solomon's Lane in St. John's, the Horseshoe Tavern in Toronto, and at the Atlantic, Edmonton, and uh, Mariposa Folk Festivals, Owen Sound, Vancouver, and of course the Newfoundland Labrador Folk Festival in downtown St. John's in Bannerman Park. And I should add at this point that this interview was originally broadcast on CJHRFM during the second year of the Sounds Atlantic show back in 2008. Well, in 77, Figgy Duff traveled to Ireland and England, returning to Great Britain in 1982 and annually between 85 and 89, in addition to performing in Germany and Holland. The band made its American debut in 1981 at the Philadelphia Folk Festival and appeared at other festivals like the New Orleans Heritage Jazz and Blues Festival in 1988. And, of course, they toured across New England and other parts of North America as well. Figgy Duff's early repertoire consisted of traditional Newfoundland folk material, given respectful and soulful performances carried by Pamela Morgan's unadorned and velvety-edged voice. The group subsequently made increasingly progressive use of Celtic influences to the point on its third album, of employing synthesizers and integrating mainstream pop without ever losing its ties to the island's heritage. In addition to some original material by Noel Din and Pamela Morgan, the group also has recorded fiddle pieces by Émile Benoit, 
whom it uh, has also accompanied on occasion in concert, and well-known fiddler Rufus Genshard. Vicky Duff has also written and performed incidental music for the film The Third Walker in 1977 and a production of St. John's of Shakespeare's The Tempest in 1982, about which we'll speak in a short while, and they have also prepared a folk opera called A Nobleman's Wedding, which we'll reference during the course of the interview. At the time of my original interview with Pamela, she had been hard at work on producing a silver anniversary album that has just now been released in preparation for their reunion appearances in St. John's and in Woody Point at the Woody Point Writers Festival, once again in Grossmoren Provincial Park, a national World Heritage Site it is, uh, a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Now, before Pamela joins me, I'd like to give you a sample of what we'll find on this release. It's titled Figgy Duff Law. Here is the Darby Ram. Pamela Morgan, it's wonderful to have you back on Sounds Atlantic. Where are you? <laughs> I'm in Trinity, Ron. Trinity, <laughs> Michelin. Oh, my goodness. You are one busy lady. Yeah, this summer I am, for sure. What you doing in Trinity? In Trinity, I'm a musical director for a piece I wrote. Uh, it's called The Nobleman's Wedding. It's a folk opera, and it's uh, it's built on uh, all, you know, sort of ballads and the stories and the ballads all inter- interwoven together. 
and there's a fantastic cast of really talented people, and and just it's it's been really exciting. Well, isn't that neat? That's wonderful. So you've yeah, been. Uh, how long has it taken you to, to to reach this point? Well, this uh, this piece has been in development. I mean, Rising Tide gave me uh, uh, some development money over. I, I worked on it over the winter. It's gone through a couple of rewrites, and I had a dramaturge working with me to you know sort of fill in holes in the story and. So, you know, it's uh, it's been in development for a while. I first wrote it in the early 80s, but uh, that was a really sort of, um, you know, rudimentary version. And it was just one of those, you know, loose ends that I wanted to tie up before I get old and decrepit. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness, that won't happen. Well, <laughs> the, <laughs> this uh, this has to be very exciting for you. It is. It's fantastic. I mean, the, 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 the cast and company is really talented, and... This year, uh, I'm not. This is the first year I'm not actually playing it. I got somebody else playing the piece, and he's um, like a, a, a genius, really. And he's also uh, doing the notation. So now I'll have a written score if another company wants to take it on or something. You know. Oh, lovely. Who is who is he? Who are we talking about? Brian Way is his name. Okay. Where, where's uh, give us just a little bit about Brian. Brian is a is it like one of those? Oh, he's a fantastic piano player, and he's also like a composer, arranger, like he, he does a lot of arrangements for orchestras and bands and stuff. He's worked all over the world on, you know, doing orchestras for cruise ships and things and and also a lot of work in this one. And he's just really talented and uh, he's, you know, he's doing the, the, the music, you know, more than justice and it's just, it's just great. Oh, that's wonderful. And uh, people listening in today, if you don't know Trinity, Trinity just happens to be one of the most beautiful towns your eyes will ever light upon. And yep. it has a great historical, uh, it's a great historical setting. Uh, Trinity was, was settled, gosh, I don't know, centuries ago, in fact. Well, it was one of the oldest incorporated villages in North America, as I recall. Yes, and, w- and also one of the best examples of uh, Newfoundland architecture that's still in existence. Like the, the houses have, have been, you know, uh, kept up and refurbished, and it's just beautiful. I would say it would be very difficult for anybody to go to Newfoundland and not go through Trinity. It's it's absolutely <laughs> worth worth every penny of of your getting there. You know, it's just a lovely setting. Well, how nice! <laughs> yeah, it's great. I'm I'm really happy. Now listen, it makes I, for a busy summer. <laughs> pardon me. I say it makes for a very busy summer. Oh, I bet it does. Here and then I'll be patronizing the figgy duff thing. So. And speaking about the figgy figgy duff thing, you you have. Uh, just released, my goodness, it is hot off the press. Andre Wall just sent me a copy, and I have one hot off the press. It's a dandy. And this is the silver reunion of the... Now, this, Pamela, this is a silver reunion of the Figgy Duff live concert. Is that correct? No, it's... Just, uh, it, well, yeah, it's, it's a concert that was um, produced uh, to commemorate the silver anniversary of the band. Right, okay. And uh, oh, okay. the, the concert that was recorded was the last of a tour we did in 1999. And uh, so uh, it's being released now in conjunction with uh, the um, tribute concert that was commissioned in Woody Point. So I figured it was a good time to release it. And um, it was, it, it was, 1999 was the 25th anniversary of the band. And so we did a, you know, we did the concert to commemorate that, and it's just being released now because it seems like a good time. <laughs> okay, I was just trying to figure out how all that worked. All right, excellent. Well, now that we know that, let's get to a tune because there's lots of ground I'd like to cover, and we'll come right back. Uh, boy, the tune that you, the tune that starts off, uh, heels and toes polka. This is a dandy in Patty's jig. You want to just set that up for us? Well, that's that's kind of the, the our standard starting tune for you know for a million years. That's what we always started with. So it seemed appropriate to start with it. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. Here it is. 
Hello, folks. My name is Anita Best, and I'm a traditional singer living in Grossmore National Park in Newfoundland. We happen to be listening to the fabulous Sounds Atlantic with the effervescent and debonair Ron Moores. How lucky are we at all? Belonged a pretty four dicing fall the doll the dido right fall the tea. Alright, you've just listened to Patty's Jig and Heels and Toes Polka, and if you know the band Figgy Duff, I, you'll know those tunes. And uh, this is again uh, brand new from a live, uh, from, a, from a recording that was done live. Uh, and uh, boy, I tell you. Uh, you you are going to be busy re- reuniting with Figgy Duff. I had the pleasure of catching uh, a bunch of you, as a matter of fact, on Sheila Rogers' uh, Sounds Like Canada back a little while ago. It wasn't that long ago. And oh. uh, you're doing several performances. Uh, Pamela, tell us about all this. Well, uh, we start our first performance is a concert at the Bella Vista. Uh, that's the official release of the album, and that's on the 7th of August at the Bella Vista Nightclub. And we got a great old sort of vintage rock and roll band warming us up so people can get dancing and get, <laughs> get limbered up a bit. Uh, that the Ducats are going to open. And uh, then after that, we do the folk festival on Sunday night. We drive Monday and then we do Tuesday and Wednesday at uh, Woody Point. Tuesday and Wednesday, the Woody Point thing is, um, was the brainchild of Stephen Brunt, who runs the Writers at Woody Point Festival. It's to commemorate the 5th anniversary of the festival and the 100th anniversary of the theater in Woody Point. And uh, so we've got some great uh, guest artists doing tribute to the band, Sylvia Tyson and, and Anita Best, uh, Ron Hines, uh, Des Walsh, and uh, uh, Daniel Payne, and uh, I'm missing Mark Bragg, and um, one other, Ellen, Ellen Power, who's a young singer who's just fantastic. Pamela, I must say, and, and I, I can only do this maybe once or so because it doesn't happen like that very often, but it's not every day I get to talk to someone like yourself and then go follow the band around. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to, to seeing you. I'm not sure if I'm going to make the Bella Vista, but I'll make, I'll make every ever two. That's in St. John's. Uh, I could be working the beer tent at the Folk Festival. Well, you and, be a duck head. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> And then I will go and uh, see you at the Folk Festival and then follow you all out. Uh, Cindy and I are going to follow you out to Woody Point. Right. And, uh, and boy, oh boy, I mean, this is an exciting time for, for Figgy Duff. Yeah. Well, for you and Figgy Duff. Uh, just briefly, uh, if you would, Pamela, tell us who will be appearing in Figgy Duff. I mean, given the, given this historical background 25 um, well, years ago. There's the seven sort of uh, basic members that's, uh, that's Dave Penting, Kelly Russell, myself, Philip Din, Frank Marr, George Morgan is taking uh, Noel's place on the drums and keys, and uh, Rob Laidlaw, who did a lot of session work with us uh, over the years. He's a bass player who's coming from Toronto. Wow. And Derek Kelly will also be around to do a few tunes. And um, uh, did I miss anybody? Is that seven? <laughs> uh, I think so, yeah. 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 Dave, Kelly, Phil, George, myself, and uh, Rob, and uh, Frank. Excellent. Well, uh, just to give everybody an idea of what they're going to sound like, uh, if you would, set Geese in the Bog and Boys of the Town and Cannot Man's Rambles up for us, would you? Well, Geese in the Bog is a really special uh, tune because um, that's how we met Frank Marr. <laughs> uh, Frank was a bartender at the Harbour Inn, which is a longshoreman's club here uh, in St. John's, and uh, 
Uh, I was still a teenager at the time when I first met him, but Frank used to keep an accordion and a tin whistle behind the bar, and Geese uh, in the Bog was the first uh, tune I learned from him. And, uh, in fact, it was uh, kind of what inspired me to start playing the whistle. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's a great tune. Then th- those the two tunes that follow after it are Irish tunes that Frank played, and uh, they're, they just seem to follow well. Frank plays a lot of Irish music. He's got a fantastic record collection of pretty much every Irish band there ever was. And- well, you know what, Pamela? I don't mind saying that he is one of my favorite people. Uh, I get to see Frank because he's part of uh, the Anti Craze band. Oh, Every okay. year I go to I go to St. John's. I go into Anti Craze, sit down and listen to the boys. And every once in a while, they ask me to sing a tune, which is a thrill for me. Uh, oh, but uh, Frank is just a wonderful man, and and I've had him on the show here. And uh, of course, he's a he's a lifetime achievement award winner. Folk Festival. Yeah. Several years ago, I saw him uh, receive that award, and I thought, what a wonderful thing that is. Well, Frank is also one of my favorite people, and he's inspired so many uh, young musicians, and uh, he's generous, and, uh, you know, he's funny, and he's sweet and kind, and just a fantastic man. And actually, he is the first person, when I came back from England with the mixes, he's the first person I played them for. And even if I had never released the album, it would have been worth it for his reaction. Isn't that neat? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's wonderful. Well, all right. Here, here are Geese in the Bog, Boys of the Town, and Cannot Man's Rambles.
You're listening to Sounds Atlantic with Ron Moores. I'm Matthew Byrne, a traditional singer and guitarist from St. John's, Newfoundland. I'm a solo performer, and I'm also lead singer and bazooki player with the Dardanelles. If you're a fan of great folk and traditional music, you'll find it here, where Ron is dusting off old gems, as well as showcasing what's new and exciting in East Coast folk. It's of the victory of the Nile. Once more we'll make Britannia smile. All right, you've just listened to Cannot Cannot Man's Rambles, Boys of the Town. Geese in the Bog, they come from Figgy Dove Live, and I'm talking with Pamela Morgan from Trinity, Newfoundland, where she is the musical director and will be for the next while for a play that is going to happen at the Trinity Theater. Boy, go see it. If you're going to be in the Newfoundland area or if you know anybody who is, tell them. (laughs) Tell them to go and see it. And uh, we're featuring today Figgy Duff Live. My goodness. Uh, You know, when I think about it, uh, Figgy Duff, Boy, it had such a, you know, you speak about Frank having an impact on people. I mean, your whole band had a major impact on people. You know, I just quickly, uh, Great Big C were in town for the Blues Festival, the Ottawa Blues Festival, which is now the biggest blues festival in North America. Well, apparently from, from my my spies who went to see the concert, I was at a bluegrass festival. Uh, that was the biggest concert uh, uh, of the blues festival. Oh, great. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So there you go. But they come out of that tradition. Yep. Well, yeah. you know, they they had a little bit of a different sort of focus than we did, but still, like you know, I mean, just making people aware of of the you know the depth of the music and the possibilities of the music and the fact that it's not like you know sort of something pickled from the past that it can be like a living tradition and you know each generation can pick it up and make it their own. That I think that's probably our best legacy. Isn't that so? I want to quote you. Some of the folk purists were downright outraged that their precious folk music was being tampered with by long-haired urban intellectuals using drums and amps. But in those years, we, were measured, we measured our success by the joy we brought to the people from whom we learned the music, who instinctively understood that you can't cram a delicate and beautiful modal melody into a three-chord country format. Well, toward the end of uh, 1990, no, I guess toward the 1990s, I presume, and beyond. Times got hard. The record industry was unkind to us. The traditional players fell away to pursue their own interests. Dave Panting from Rollins Cross, Kelly Russell and Frank Marr, the Plankertown Band, and uh, Noel Din passed away, but um, not before accomplishing, I guess, more than his 45 years than most people do in a lifetime. I mean, that that's uh, quite, a, quite a legacy, Pamela. Yeah, well, great. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it is. It is, uh, and uh, boy, you should. Uh, I no doubt you're, you're, you're very proud of that. And boy, I sure would be. Uh, that's. Uh, it must have been heady days when you toured across Newfoundland and, for that matter, across Canada, uh, playing well, with Figgy Duff. The, the the biggest uh, sort of thrill for me uh, in in those years wasn't particularly the, the touring of Canada and things. It was, it was the the the. The, the thrill of discovery, because in the 70s there was uh, there was still a lot of people, think, like you know, tra- like traditional people, just people, fishermen, and you know, their 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 families and everything, who actually still used to sit around and sing these traditional ballads. And like every time we'd go to a community and you know, sort of seek out the, the singers. I mean, <clears throat> it was unbelievable the 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 wealth of um, music and songs that these people possessed and. 
were, you know, more than willing to share. And, uh, like, the ancient ballads, I mean, you know, with, uh, I don't know, with, like, old language in them and stories and just uh, inc- and incredible tunes. I mean, and these were just, you know, people who had no musical training or anything. It's just, like, you know, the, the songs that they learned from empathy in the oral tradition. I, I mean, that was absolutely astounding to me. I, I just couldn't believe my ears. We, we drew a lot of our inspiration from the English bands who sort of, you know, spawned folk rock before we did. I mean, that was like, you know, Fairport Convention and CLS Band and a bunch of those. And uh, when when I, and I was, you know, very young then, and, and, and when I discovered that, you know, we had our own versions in a living tradition of those songs, we had our own source. So we could go and learn songs from a, from a from a traditional singer and do our own arrangements. We didn't have any need to cover any of that, you know, because we had our own material. And uh, that was like to me that's that's the pure magic of the of the band, you know. I mean, we, we found all these gorgeous songs and uh, were able to um, you know bring them to an audience who really didn't know that they existed. Well, I suspect that there are a number of bands today performing, not the least of which, as I say, was Great Great Big C. That that when I say came out of that tradition, I mean that is the tradition. To, you know that, that, that it's that oral tradition that you tapped into and and found a rich well in in on the island, and that's what the folk festival is all about. Uh, thank heavens it's being kept alive. And uh, boy, they've got a great lineup this year, by the way. Um, hats yeah. off, hats off, and hats off to has, hats off has to be to one of your good friends, Anita Best, who's very much involved in the folk festival. Yeah, yeah, she she had a lot to do with the programming stuff. Now, I haven't seen her for a while because Anita's working on the West Coast uh, out in Woody Points. Uh, she's got a Delwood Park, so I'll get to see her. Uh, she's part of the tribute as well. So Wonderful. Yeah, so it'll be great to see her. But, yeah, she's had a busy time with this as well and put a lot of heart and soul into it. She has, and she has a big heart and soul. And that big heart and soul I've been trying to track down for years, and maybe I can catch her at Woody Point and corner her and (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) when we speak about newfoundland of course we're speaking about newfoundland and labrador and and uh you have a lovely song on here that uh, i've played before women of labrador pamela if you would uh, set that up for us well that's a a a fantastic song that speaking of anita anita and i were doing a a thing for the schools and we were going through this uh, textbook, and we saw the text and and just the, the melody, but there was no credit for it. There was no, you know, it didn't say who wrote it. So we sort of, you know, started, uh, you know, did a version of it, and then, you know, I brought it to the band when we were, uh, we, we needed another song for the Weather Storm album, so that was an afterthought that uh, ended up being one of the better tracks. But um, it was only a, a lot later that we discovered that it was actually written by a fellow named Andy Vine who was living in Labrador and was a friend of Mrs. Elizabeth Gowdy who was the, you know, the original woman of Labrador. There was a book written about her and this song. Uh, so, you know, ever since we found that out, of course, we've, you know, credited him and given him as, uh, you know, as royalties and things, but it was really weird that this song sort of appeared in a book with no, you know, no mention of who wrote it. But, uh, and it was funny too because, uh, he, his version of it when we, when we heard it is way, way different. It's amazing how, like, a, a song can, you know, go in, in any different direction depending on who interprets it, interprets it. His was more country. But ours is sort of more, uh, I guess, you know, I try to get a native feel in there, you know. Well, here it is, Women of Labrador. 
speaking to all the great music coming from Atlantic Canada, you are tuned in to the right program, Sounds Atlantic, with the inimitable Ron Moores. I'm Shirley Montague, musician and creative freelancer living in Norris Point, Newfoundland, in the heart of Grossmorn National Park. Originally from Labrador and moving to Grossmorn, I can say that I've lived in the best of all possible worlds with the best music. From Figgy Duff Live, you've just listened to Women of Labrador, and I'm talking with Pamela Morgan from Trinity, Newfoundland, which is not her home. It's where she is working very hard to uh, to put on a musical theater piece in the beautiful town of Trinity, and if you're thinking of going to Newfoundland, you can't go without going to Trinity. It's that simple. So there you go, and you get this big bonus, you get to see the play as well. The All right, and wedding is the name of it. I'm sorry? The Nobleman's Wedding. The Nobleman's Wedding. There you go. Put that in your itinerary and yeah. uh, go see it. And speaking about Winnie Point, um, um, Gary Knoll and I had a chat just a few weeks ago and, and did a feature on, on Winnie Point. Uh, that, that's, that's an exciting festival, and I think it's so cool that there's always been music tied to it, uh, even though it's a writer's festival. And I think it makes for a rich experience at least i would think so in my mind i'm going to find out in reality soon but i've never talked to anyone who didn't enjoy that festival oh that's a fantastic festival and kudos to those guys for you know they they they're fantastic and the only complaint about that festival is that there's not enough tickets because well the theater is beautiful it's just uh, charlie Payne restored it very lovingly and and Stephen and Charlie, you know, they like this whole thing helps Charlie with his endeavors there to keep, you know, to keep the theater going. But it's tiny, and uh, so you know, tickets sell out really quickly. Uh, but uh, I mean, that's a really good complaint to have. But it makes it hard for people who, you know, who want to go and can't. But they, um, they've always treated me really, really well, and uh, they're like, they're, I was really uh, touched and flattered that. Stephen would come up with the idea. I mean, this whole big it up thing that's happening this summer came from his, you know, idea. He approached me and asked me would I produce a tribute to Figgy Duff oh, wow. uh, to celebrate the fifth anniversary of the festival. And gee, you know, I was just really honored. And um, so uh, that that kind of spawned the entire Figgy Duff thing that's happening in the summer. I mean, that that gave me the idea to actually release the record, you know, that I had mixed and. Uh, the, the live one that we're talking about now, and right. uh, so it just all snowballed from there. But it was his original idea, and uh, you know, I just I just get a lot of uh, respect from him, and and, uh, and and you know, he treats his writers really well, and like the festival is extremely well run, and it's it's just a fantastic uh, event. I'm just going to intervene here briefly to explain that the Stephen to whom Pamela refers is the outstanding and acclaimed sports journalist. Stephen Brunt, who works for the Toronto Star, but who has had for many years a family cottage in Woody Point, where he had the brilliant idea for the Writers' Festival at Woody Point. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, it's good we're talking about this because, as you say, those tickets for the actual Writers' Festival, I think they sold out within about 10 minutes. So you won't be able to go to that one. But on the other hand, uh, there are a number of events uh, that are happening that you can go to, like your like your reunion, and uh, they're running a bus tour, a boat tour rather of um, 
Oh, what's the name of the the area? Because I toured it last last summer. Um, oh, it's the lake, the inland lake. That's it's a fjord. What am I thinking? Oh, uh, Western Brook Pond. Yeah, oh, yes, uh, yeah. Western Brook Pond. And boy, you wouldn't want to miss that. So anybody There's tons listening. There's of things to do in Grossmont Park. I mean, that you know, the festival is one thing, but the, the actual area there is is just unbelievable. Very spectacular. It's in the, it's the UNESCO World Heritage Site, and yeah. you know, it's just absolutely gorgeous. It is so. It's one of the most beautiful sites in Canada. Yeah. Uh, Pamela, Honor Riches, uh, Breakwater Boys Breakdown, could you set that up for us? Uh, we have Noel Den involved here, Emile, Emile Benoit. Well, um, uh, that's a song from Shakespeare's Tempest. Um, in the early 80s, we wrote an original score for a production of Tempest. Now, if you're familiar with the play, you'll know that Tempest is set on an island and you know, cultures all over the world sort of claim the island as their own and do that kind of uh, interpretation of the play. So there was a director who came from Toronto and figured that Newfoundland was the island, so he got us to write the score. And that's just a song that we just kept on playing. That was, that's Noel's music and, and uh, Shakespeare's uh, words. And then the, the tune that follows it was for a dance, you know, in the play, and that was uh, one of Emile's compositions. Called the Breakwater Boys Breakdown. Just before we play it, and, and just briefly, of course, Noel Din was, uh, along with yourself, I presume, Pamela, the, the founding folk behind Figgy Duff? Well, it was Noel's uh, brainchild. I, okay. I was one of the very early members, and it was only myself and Noel who were constant throughout the whole life of the band. Okay. Uh, but I can't take credit for the uh, inspiration. Okay. That all came from him and his brother Phil. And, uh, you know, they they just sort of started it up, and uh, I, I can't overestimate overemphasize the, uh, you know, importance. Well, this whole thing all came from Noel. I mean, he's, you know, it was his determination and his, some might say, pig-headedness, <laughs> but like singular vision that made the entire thing happen. And I think that he, uh, you know, the band, you know, yes, we can take credit for in, in, inspiring another generation, but really he was the driving force behind the whole thing. And Emil Benoit is a Newfoundland icon. Oh, uh, Emil, well, he was one of my best friends. I mean, we spoke earlier about Frank. They're the same kind of person, you know, like generous and kind and wise and fun and just, uh, you know, an unbelievable uh, person whom I miss very much. I miss him and Noel more than anything. All right. Well, here are Honor Riches, uh, followed by Breakwater Boys Breakdown.
Hey folks, this is Mark Hiscock, solo performer and accordion player and singer with the band Shanty Ganock here in St. John's, Newfoundland. And you're listening to my longtime friend Ron Moores on Sounds Atlantic. So kick up your feet and enjoy some of the best music that Atlantic Canada has to offer. And as we say here in Newfoundland, let her go for the gullies. I remember the days of my childhood When it sailed across the water so grand All right, that's the Breakwater Boys Breakdown. Um, We preceded that with Honor uh, Riches from from Shakespeare's play, The Tempest. and we're uh, playing all of this from Figgy Duff Live, a brand brand new release that's uh, going to be, uh, actually there's a CD release party happening in St. John's uh, shortly. <laughs> and if you're in... 7th down, of August. Uh, well, what's the date again? The 7th of August. The 7th of August. There you go. All right. And uh, my goodness, there's there's lots of wonderful material uh, on here that uh, that we should get to um, the goat tunes, Harbor Deep tune, all around Aunt Ruby's garden. She said she <laughs> couldn't dance and drive her down. Boy, that'll keep us busy for the next half hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say, you sure you want to play that because that goes on forever. The reason it does is because it uh, those tunes are used for a particular dance called the the goat running the goat. So, you know, there's all these sort of things going on in the dance, and, and the tunes have to go along. And, you know, I sort of toyed with the idea of editing it down, but you know what? I couldn't. <laughs> so it, it's there in its, all its glory, but it goes on forever. <laughs> I love running the goat. I've always loved running the goat. Uh, well, as a matter of fact, I... actually dancing it or watching it? Uh, listening to it. <laughs> I, don't think I've, I don't think I've ever seen it uh, danced to, but you know what? It is the tune that I end every one of my shows with. Oh, that's so. Yeah, so I can't, I can't not play this. And you know what? I can do it because it's my show. <laughs> uh, uh, if, if you, uh, you know, have a listen. There's a part there uh, where you can hear the crowd, like this, the surging of the uh, cheering from the crowd. It's got nothing to do with the music. It's got to do with one of the moves in the dance. So it's really cool. Uh, the way, you know, just the way it sort of is totally unrelated to the music. And, and it's, you know, for the dancers, it's just great. Well, here it is. Let's have a listen.
button accordion and harmonica, Mr. Frank Marr.
<laughs> well, everybody, thanks for your patience. But that's such good music. I, I could listen to that for the next half hour. There you go. But uh, that was a series. It's a medley of tunes. Uh, I am, I'm not going to read backwards because that's too hard. I'm going to go through from the top. It was the Goats tunes. Harbor Deep tune all around Aunt Ruby's garden. She said she couldn't dance and uh, drive her down. That's uh, Jeff Panting's composition, I guess. That yep. piece, yeah. Okay. Yep. Jeff is uh, is Dave's brother, and those two fellows, and and the Sean as well, are three of the most talented guys. You're you're going to to lay your ears on, and uh, Dave Panting, of course, uh, founding member, an early member of the Figgy Duff Band, and of course the founder of Rollins Cross, who were in Ottawa at the Folk Festival several years back. I remember that very well. Uh, Dave's been a guest here too, and uh, I've always been a fan of Dave uh, Dave Panting's as well. Well, this is a wonderful album. Holy cow. Yeah, well, thanks. I'm glad you like it. I, I'm pretty pleased with it. Uh, you know, I, I've never, this is the first time I've ever worked on a live album. It was a great learning curve there. But I have to mention my engineers. I mean, the, uh, it probably couldn't have been done, well, it couldn't have been done uh, as well as it was without them. These are a couple of friends of mine in England that, uh, you know, in the early years when we were touring there, uh, the, the the guy who runs the studio, uh, he was doing live sound for us, and another fella, John Littler, <clears throat> you know, he was he's been a friend and fan for a long, long time, and it, it just seemed uh, appropriate because you know they're right there uh, near property in the cradle of English folk rock, and uh, they know the genre really well, and uh, they were so excited when they heard the the tracks that they worked their butts off for what for they say make rights, right? Like <laughs> uh, you know a uh, uh, Friends, friends, see, and uh, they, you know, they didn't charge me a lot, and they put their heart and soul into it, and uh, you know, it was um, uh, they, they did a fantastic job. Isn't that wonderful? And and you can hear the job they did on Weather Out the Storm. That's a Pamela Morgan Noel Ding composition. Pamela, if you would set that up for us, and we'll have a listen to that. Um, that was uh, you know sort of one of our uh, earlier sort of forays into songwriting. Uh, Noel and I did it together, and. There was some, you know, sort of, um, I won't say pressure, but like, you know, encouragement to from the record label we were with at the time to try and do something <laughs> that people might, you know, that that could be played on radio stations and stuff. And uh, we never quite got there, uh, but uh, we tried. And, and I, at least I can listen to it without cringing, which is, you know, a good thing. <laughs> uh, but uh, the, I, I, I love the, the words and the imagery in this song. And, uh, yeah, I... And ha- uh, it's great to have something that Noel wrote on this because he was a, a composer, uh, you know, as well as a driving force. He, he had a very distinctive style in his writing. Here it is, Weather Out the Storm. <laughs>
Storm, that's from Figgy Duff Live. I'm talking with Pamela Morgan from Trinity, Newfoundland, where she's busily involved as the musical director of the Nobleman's Wedding, and that happens throughout uh, August and uh, the rest of the summer. And you can see that if you go up to Trinity and uh, go say hello to Pamela as well. 
And uh, Pamela is going to be in St. John's for the CD release party. Um, what was the name of the venue again, Pamela? The Bella Vista the, Nightclub. There you go, the Bella Vista Nightclub, and out in Woody Point uh, for another Figgy Deaf reunion as well. Um, we'll go out with uh, an, a, another favorite of mine, Auntie Mary. And, oh. and Brothers Jig, we'll get you to set that up from Emil Benoit. But before we do, Pamela, it's always a delight for me to talk to you about you and your music. It's a Please pleasure to have you back. You. Thank you very much for uh, for your call, and I look forward to seeing you this summer. You betcha. We'll see you in St. John's, and we'll see you in Woody Point, and uh, have a wonderful summer, and best of luck with the, with the nobleman's wedding. I'm sure it'll be a big success. And uh, we'll go out, Pamela, with um, Auntie Mary and Brothers Jake. So, Auntie Mary is just a, like a well-known tune, and Brothers Jake, of course, is another one of the fantastic Emile Benoit's original compositions. Here they go. Thanks again, Pamela. Okay, Ron, all the best.
You're listening to Ron Moore's Sounds Atlantic. I'm Wayne Chalk from Newfoundland, the singer-songwriter with Buddy Wass's name in the Elephalus. I would strongly suggest that you join Ron on a regular basis and experience the best in traditional and current musical offerings from Atlantic Canada. I mean, Ron has got to be good, right? He's got Newfoundland blood. And to hear poor Uncle John mumbling wishes to O'Neill, it made me feel like everything was fine. Well, that's the conclusion of episode 144 of the Sounds Atlantic podcast. Hope you've enjoyed our chat with Pamela Morgan, who visited with me here on the show back in August 2008 for a showcase of what will always be timeless music from the iconic Newfoundland and Labradorian band Figgy Duck. And thanks to every one of you who have taken the time to listen in to this podcast, especially to all of you who have been listening in from across Canada, the US, France, Ireland, the UK, Denmark, Thailand, Russia, Japan, and Germany. And welcome to all of you who have tuned in from our 10 most listened to cities uh, this past week. They are Toronto, Ontario, Dublin, Ireland, Hamilton, Ontario, Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Halifax, Nova Scotia, Moscow, Russia, Fredericton, New Brunswick, Ladysmith, British Columbia, and Cornerbrook, Newfoundland and Labrador. And a great big welcome to all our new listeners in Walnut Grove and Ladysmith, British Columbia, Terrabanne et Lacolle, Quebec. Sulukat, Ontario, Beaumont, Alberta, Summerside, and Charlottetown, BEI, and from the United States, Tempe, Scotland, Scottsdale, and Alejandra, Arizona, East Falmouth, Massachusetts, Westminster, and Pasadena, Maryland, Yorkton Heights, New York, Virginia Beach, Virginia, Radcliffe, Louisville, uh, Radcliffe and Louisville, Kentucky, Mount Clemens, Michigan, Cincinnati, Ohio, Corvallis, Oregon, Kenosha, Wisconsin, Westlake, Texas, Rapid City, South Dakota, Charlottesville, Virginia, and abroad from Bangkok, Langa in central Jutland, Denmark, Limoux, Noyant, Haute de France, Clichy et Aubervilliers, Ile de France, en France, tout en France, and uh, from England, Earlsfield, Newport, Pagnell, and Aylesbury, as well as Faversham, England, Plain, Mela, and Munster Island, sorry about my game. Uh, Saint-Pierre-et-Miquelon, uh, Non-Haburi, Thailand, and Balashov, Russia. Wonderful to have all of you aboard listening in today. Hope you'll spread the word too and uh, come back next week. And do also subscribe to this podcast for free. You'll find it's a more convenient way to access the show every week. And this podcast is supported by CKCU 93.1 FM in Ottawa, where I also host this Back 40 every Saturday noon, celebrating 30 years. And uh, Sounds Atlantic is also broadcast once again, thanks to radio program host Anita Best and Gary Wilton on VOBB, 95.9 FM in Norris Point, Newfoundland and Labrador every Wednesday afternoon. And until next week, I invite you to join me for a chat with recent East Coast Music Award winning band, Bellock from Cape Breton Island, Nova Scotia. That'll be great fun. Join me next week. I'm your host, Ron Moores, urging you to keep on the sunny side. Keep safe, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. See you back here soon.